very pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to a far better sports show as we get you uh, all up to date on what's happening in the world of Weber State Athletics. Steve Klauke with you here at the Far Better Ice Cream location right downtown Ogden, celebrating a century of Far Better Ice Cream, serving you and your family quality. Come have a scoop or two on the corner of 21st Street and Grant Avenue here in downtown Ogden. Our first guest on this Tuesday evening is the athletic director at Weber State University, Tim Crompton. And Tim, you've already had your scoop, mint chocolate chip. Is that your go-to ice cream? Tonight, that's my go-to ice cream. And, and in general, yes. And uh, But first let me say 103 won the wave. Thanks. And, and what a tremendous place to have this setup. My wife told me, so yes, mint chocolate chimp is my favorite. My wife told me before I came, she says, now watch your sugar. Don't eat too much sugar. I says, all right, no problem. So I watched it as they put it in the bag to go, my apple and my two, um, what are they, the, the, the crisp, mm -hmm. the, the the Rice Krispie Treat. Okay. So, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, you watched it right into the yeah, bag. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, and thanks, for again, for 103 Won the Wave and, and for Farce. You know, I kind of pictured you as a kitchen sink guy. <laughs> I it, saw that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can't handle that. So <laughs> I think you probably dove into that a little bit. <laughs> well, Tim, uh, a lot going on in uh, Weber State Athletics. So uh, let's start uh, with football. But before we talk about the, the changes that took place over the last few days. Got to talk about Taron Johnson and his 101-yard uh, interception return for a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills over the weekend, uh, giving Weber State some great national publicity from a great kid. Couldn't be happier for Taron. What a tremendous performance. I mean, that's two pick six in three weeks, mm -hmm. correct? And, he, and I can remember watching him play here in the playoffs and Boy, what a tremendous kid, tremendous player. So couldn't be happier for him. Look forward to seeing him play this coming weekend as well. I was going to say, when uh, when Al Michaels says Weber State a couple of times, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I thought I was pretty excited. Pretty excited for Taryn. Now, as far as uh, the football is concerned, uh, some changes uh, with Montana, Montana State, and Portland State deciding to play a reduced schedule, non-conference schedule. So now football is a nine-team league for this year anyway, at least for the spring season. And the, fun, and the funny thing is that uh, now you, you have this schedule set, got to start from scratch again. Correct, correct. We, we were all set to go in October, and, and, you know, I mean, now now we move into these last week or so, and we've, we've got a revised schedule, and I hope to ha see that approved maybe the end of this week, beginning of next week, so we can start to make our travel plans. But it will be different. There's no question about it. Without those three teams in there, a few less bus trips, and everybody will have to adjust. But we're still excited. So excited to see some football this spring. What well, was it uh, a surprise when uh, the news came out? Well, that's a pretty good question. I mean, it's it's so fluid. Mm -hmm. I mean, Montana, both Montanas have a, a, a rich rich history of football, not not excluding Portland State, but those two in particular. And so I know they want to play football, and and everybody's got their own situation, and and certainly we all respect that, and we've tried to respect that through this whole process. So. You know, um, they've got to do what's best for their, their programs and their institutions, and, and the rest of us are going to soldier on. And, we're, again, we're excited to, to get some games going and just get get to that February 27th game. And that's where the, uh, you know, uh, conference uh, commissioner, uh, Tom Wistersill, and his crew come in. Uh, they're, they're all systems go. Correct, correct. I mean, there's been, there's been a lot of thought put into the process and, and getting to this point. And, 
again, the circumstances seem to change on, on a regular basis. As you, you and I have talked in the, in the past, that one thing we do know is there's going to be some change. So we, we try to be able to pivot and be prepared for that, and the conference has done a pretty good job of that as well. Talking with Weber State Athletic Director uh, right now, uh, Tim Crompton. And, you know, it's uh, uh, interesting as we switch a little bit. Uh, now, as far as the football is concerned, before I switch, uh, if, I, I'm not, if I correct, uh, they're doing some weight workouts now as a group. Correct. To. Correct. They're in their, in their what you would call, you know, their off season as they prepare. And, and they'll start practicing here towards the end of the month, 29 days, I think it is, before they are allowed their first official contest. And, you know, not to, not to exclude all of the sports. Right. Obviously, I'm sure you're going to get to that. Not to leave them out, we'll be playing this spring, which is unprecedented. We've never had all of our sports playing at the same time in the fall and or the spring uh, in, in, in the history of athletics at Weaver State. So some, some challenges, but along with those challenges, there's going to be some pretty memorable moments. I have no doubt of that. Uh, there is no doubt, but I'm sure uh, Jay Hill, his staff, and the players are just chomping at the bit. Seems like it's been a while <laughs> since they played some games. I know this that the not being able to play in the fall, um, you know, after preparing through the summer and, and with the hopes of possibly playing and then not playing. And again, there are other sports that have gone through that same thing. So you can see, you can see they're ready to go. They're excited. Uh, to to come and, and and do what they came here to do, you know, play their sport, get better at their sport, get coached to improve at their sport, along with get a degree and and, and, and have an experience they can talk about when they leave here at Weaver State. And you mentioned the other sports. Uh, one of the coaches uh, from the fall sport that's going to be played in the spring will be joining us a little bit later. Jeremiah Larson. His team's volleyball season uh, gets underway this week, uh, diving immediately into conference play. Yeah, Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Excuse me. Saturday, Sunday on the road for some of them. So, so it's a little. It gets changed every week. But yes, it, that'll be different. But I know those kids are excited, and I've been watching them in the gym work hard. They're they're about as ready as they can go. Now they they've been uh, like football. They've been over a year since they last played. Yes, correct. And and coming off a you know a great season last year. So coming off of such a good season, you, you want to get right back to it. And so it seems like it's been delayed quite some time so i know they're excited and we're excited to see him play you know basketball they've had their difficulties uh, with cancellations and they uh, weren't able to play a couple of weekends ago last weekend they were able to scramble and and get a couple of games and you could see that those players both games regardless of who the opposition was they just wanted to get out there and played and they showed uh, their medal it's been uh, a tough go of it for coach ray and his staff trying to keep things uh, uh, I guess exciting and different uh, with all so many days of practice that they have to, you know, change uh, the, the what they do out there. And it's been uh, kind of interesting to watch them scramble and get these games in and and show as well as they have. I have to say they've done a great job. They've been been extremely resilient, being prepared, uh, work hard every day, and just roll with the punches, if you will. And yeah, there's been some challenges. I know that when we first you know came off the conference schedule originally it was a 16 game schedule and then it bounced back to a 20 game schedule and you know for the sole purpose really is that everyone felt like there was most likely going to be some cancellations based on what we knew then and certainly it's kind of proven out so we went back to the 20 games to give us that little cushion and um, you know so we could have a better chance of maybe missing some games knowing that it would be very difficult for us to reschedule those games and, and maintain any equity or fairness as how we would reschedule those games. 
and and still hit that minimum of the 13 games that we were going to need. So they they are really fun to watch. Randy's done a tremendous job, and he's got a really good group of kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, your explanation a moment ago in regards to uh, the fairness of the schedule and the way things are, because one of the questions I get most often is not, why can't they make up the game, especially, say, the Idaho State series where it's a two-hour bus ride back and forth. It's great for Idaho State and for Weber State, but other schools don't have that opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to, again, maintain any equity there, mainly because you can't choose who, what games are going to get canceled. And then, then it becomes, well, which games are you going to choose to make up? Mm-hmm. And is you know by by doing it this way has eliminated any gamesmanship or any unfairness where yeah we can drive up to Idaho State and that's very easy for us to make up. Well, what if we had played that game mm-hmm. and our makeup game was a was a game that we'd have to get on a flight, but somebody else could take the two-hour trip. So so far, you know, we're just going to kind of soldier on again to not to overuse that, but. And, and hopefully it all evens itself out and we get to the number of games we need. Everyone gets to the tournament and, we can, and, we, and then, you know, come up with a, a team that we can send off to the NCAA. Yeah, that's the hard part right now because uh, the Wildcats have only played two games by far, the fewest of any team in the conference. Sure. You couldn't guess mm-hmm. how it was all going to go. Northern <laughs> Colorado's played seven, six, seven games. Same, uh, Idaho, eight. So you just it's just hard to say how you, you would have guessed maybe it would have been a little different mm-hmm. out of the gate. So there's no rhyme or, not rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we talked about some of the other sports. Uh, indoor track and field is underway. They uh, had a, a solid meet down in Provo against BYU, but it was also announced by the conference that uh, due to COVID situation that there won't be a conference indoor meet this year. Correct. And... Just finding a place to have it. Originally, we had landed on, we wanted to do it again at Idaho State. But then when we moved football to the spring, they have their football, you know, field set up mm-hmm. in the arena. So we couldn't, so they couldn't host the indoor championship. Nevertheless, those kids can still qualify for an indoor NCAA championship. In fact, they leave on Thursday to go to Air Force mm-hmm. for an indoor meet. So we're excited to get them out on the road and competing. And, boy, those kids work extremely hard. They all do. But track and cross country, some of those kids, you know, run 70, 80 miles a week. And, and they need to have somewhere to go and compete. So we're excited to get them there. Golf and tennis on schedule? Yep. Everybody's on schedule mm-hmm. till they're not. Until they're not, exactly. And then, of course, uh, softball gets underway. Again, conference only. And uh, hopefully when all is said and done and all goes well, that in uh, mid-May you'll host the uh, conference championship again. Well, how many conference championships are we, are we planning on hosting? We're going to go cross-country now. We have softball. And tell me there's the, other, the, the a third one. We, at one point we were scheduled to host the soccer championship. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, track and field so my heavens at the end of the day when when it's all shakes out we could just be hosting everything except for basketball and football that's the other fall sport that's uh, already underway craig sanders and his squad had an exhibition game against utah valley this past saturday uh, a one nothing loss to the wolverines they'll play at the rsl uh, Harriman facility again on the 30th against uh, byu so uh, they're starting to get going yeah sure is sure is nice to have that facility here in the state for the te- in-state teams to be go to to go down to Harriman and be able to play in what you would consider a an airplane hangar mm-hmm. it's getting two full size <laughs> fields and be indoors in cold weather and allow everyone to get a chance to play some of these games before as the as the weather warms up 
Real grass or turf? Turf. Okay. Turf. But it, it is quite impressive. Big, big facility. Now, I guess uh, the one thing that uh, everybody asks me, I'm sure everybody asks you, I see it uh, uh, on Twitter all the time, what's the latest in regards to being able to host at least a, a handful of fans at any of these home athletic events? Well, certainly we've been prepared for that as an institution. We, we, we have a plan in place. We've had a plan in place since the beginning and again the circumstances change and we don't we, we don't have any control over that but as soon as you know our institution and our local health department feels comfortable with it we'll be ready to roll and you know i would imagine that um, sometime in february we'd like to see some fans at the d and and, and break the ice that way of course, uh, we do have some fans at the D right now, but they're all cardboard cutouts uh, sitting to my left. But the, that section's getting bigger and yeah. bigger with each game. We have some infamous people that show up to every one of the games, yes. Mm -hmm. Superheroes, a couple, couple Hall of Famers. Yeah, we're, we're doing okay there. But <laughs> we're, we would be amiss if I didn't say that we'd be really excited to have some real-life humans. I would, think so. So, I would think so. And I know the institution and our administration is working extremely hard on that. Mm -hmm. And, if, and again, they put a lot of thought into it. So when, when the day comes that we are allowed to have fans, it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be a little different than it is. It has been in the past, obviously, like anywhere else that's allowing fans. But it'll be safe. It'll be, again, well thought out. And the people that do or are allowed to come to the games will be really excited that they, that they had a chance to come see the kids play. And uh, it's not just basketball we're speaking of. Obviously, the same goes for the volleyball team this Friday and Saturday at Swenson Gym. Correct. You know, the indoor venues are obviously logically a little bit more difficult than an outdoor venue. But we don't have anybody playing mm -hmm. outdoors right now, really. So those are the two. And, um, again, we're really hopeful that... We're going to get there sooner than later. Well, Tim, we appreciate you stopping by. Go have a second cone. But you know what? I think I might. <laughs> thanks for having me, Steve. Appreciate it. That's uh, Tim Crompton, the athletic director here at Weber State University. This is the Far Better Sports Show on 103.1 The Wave. And welcome back to the Far Better Sports Show, live from the downtown Fars here in Ogden, 21st Street. And Grant, come on by, enjoy some ice cream, and listen to the show. Again, we could all agree on one thing right now, and that's that everyone loves ice cream. Far Better Ice Cream has been part of your family serving flavors and smiles for over a century. And so uh, we are joined now on our program by the head basketball coach at Weaver State University, Randy Ray, also known in ice cream world as Mr. Vanilla. At least that's what you told me uh, uh, last time that we were here. It's, uh, yep. It starts and stops in vanilla. That's it. I walk into a place like this, which has the best ice cream in town. There's no question about it. Uh, or Baskin Robbins, they got like, you know, two million flavors. <laughs> and I always say, give me the vanilla. So I guess it tells a lot about me, huh? Pretty simple, very simple. That's all, well, anything, I like what I like. I was going to say that that's the way to do it. Of course, uh, the basketball season has been anything uh, but simple, but fortunately yeah. you were able to get uh, a couple of games in uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we we scrambled to get them. I mean, it was, uh, you know, had uh, obviously another cancellation, and uh, then we had the bye week, you know, which wasn't good timing, obviously. <laughs> Um, but we scrambled around the last minute. We found a couple teams and, uh, you know, thank, uh, really thank them for being able to come in here and play us. And it was crazy there. We didn't know if we were going to get anything. And then, you know, had we not got those games, and it would have been another, what, three weeks before mm -hmm. we played games. And we've had those. That seems to be the, the moral of the story for us after Christmas is we just haven't played a lot of games. And 
So, but yeah, it was good for us to get out there. The kids are excited to run around right now. They don't, you know, we don't care who it is, where we play, when we play, as long as we get to play a game. And uh, kids, uh, kids are excited to play this weekend. And I was going to say that uh, it showed on the floor throughout uh, uh, really both games, and and the way it was set up, schedule was set up, not to uh, you know dis- dis- dismiss uh, Yellowstone Christian, but that was a nice game to get going, shake off whatever rust there might be, and then play a tougher Tarleton State team. Yeah, it actually worked out pretty well because we did. Uh, we hadn't played for a couple of weeks, and we were we were rusty, and uh, and we uh, got to play. You know, get some rhythm going, and then uh, also the biggest thing is I wanted to get some guys some playing time that that work. You know, they come to work every day. They're they're great kids. They play their butts off, and and just haven't got a lot of playing time. So we were able to get a lot of kids some minutes and get them some game time because we're obviously sometime down the road if we get to keep playing games, we'll uh, we're going to need everybody. So. It worked out well, and then uh, you know, then we had a, you know obviously a lot better Tarleton team come in here from the WAC, and they uh, they were they were good for us because they were extremely athletic and they play a defense that you don't see very much where where they just get in you and pressure you and take you out of your offense and they force you to do things you're used to doing, and that was good for us. Um, and uh, and they're hard to guard because they're so athletic and quick. But yeah, it kind of worked out good. You know, I thought Yellowstone on uh, uh, Saturday, and then. Obviously, a, a lot better team on Sunday. Yeah, you know, uh, just going back to the Yellowstone game one more time. Uh, you mentioned you know it got some minutes for everybody in that game. Even the the walk-ons got a chance to play. But you were telling me that uh, some of the uh, starters were saying, "Hey, I want to go back out there and get to uh, get back into uh, game shape and uh, play play a few extended minutes." I know it was kind of a I was I was in a little bit of a quandary there to be honest with you. Those kids, you know, the starters only got like 14, 15 minutes, and, and I knew they needed more for some conditioning because it's so different. You know, we've been practicing two, two and a half weeks without a game, and we get to a game, it's the conditioning's totally different, and uh, they wanted more, but I was, you know, I was hell-bent on making sure those other kids got more playing time. They deserve it, and we got them some more run. And I know we talked about it after the game on Saturday, but for the folks listening that didn't get a chance to listen to that postgame show, always a great opportunity when the walk-ons who uh, have a thankless job uh, with the, the scout teams and what have you to get a chance to actually play in a game, and all three were able to score. Yeah, that was kind of fun, wasn't it? It was great. Those kids are they're great kids. You know, they got such a selfless job. They're paying their own way. They come to work. We put them through everything we put our guys through. I mean, preseason conditioning. We push them in practice. We coach them hard. They're not just, you know, when they come to walk on, they're they're part of our team, and so they, you know, they got to work their butts off. And then uh, it was so it was really fun to get them out there and get running around and playing a little bit. And it was it was it was fun for them, and they had fun too. You know, it, it meant a lot to our other players too because our kids, our you know, our other guys really respect those kids and really appreciate what they do every day for them. And they're very close in that group. Uh, everybody's close together, so it's fun for them to get excited for those kids you know it's kind of weird as we get ready to uh, resume conference play this week Uh, hopefully uh, everything goes well play at southern utah uh, on saturday after a home game against the t-birds here on thursday but so far at this point in the season you've played just as many games against whack teams as you have a big sky (laughs) i never thought about that that's the truth i guess with uh what's that utah valley and now tarleton i know this has been it's been crazy you know and uh I think we've played the fewest in our conference. I think we have. I know Northern Colorado's played eight. I think Idaho's played eight. Most other teams are all at six, you know, and we're sitting at two right now. And but you know, all we can do is hope that we get the next weekends in, and that's what we hope for. And uh, so you know, if everything goes well tomorrow with testing with everybody, then we're going to get to play again. And 
and that's good. To, you know, we just need to. I, you can't worry about big picture. You know, you mm-hmm. can't worry about this and that and that. You just you just worry about having a good practice and and then hopefully you get to the next game and hopefully you know you play well and we just haven't played a lot of games in the last you know month and so we need we need two or three weekends in a row where we get some rhythm going and we uh we get our conditioning back we're still not in great game condition right now but uh but hopefully we'll get going this uh, thursday and saturday and get to play both those games you know the old uh, coach's adage uh, take it one day at a time one game at a time it, it has a whole new meaning this year Boy, does it ever. No, I know. It's crazy. It's just what it is. You know, it's our new normal right now. But, you know, and I've, I've said this many times, but I tell our kids all the time, just cherish the opportunity when you get an opportunity to play because you don't know when it's going to get taken away from you. You want to take advantage of every minute you have on the court. And these guys do a practice. I'm telling you, they, we've, we've had so much practice, it's hard to know what to do with them sometimes. And I push them, and we work them, you know, really hard. And and they come and they just they have a great attitude and they work hard and they they like to compete and and try to get better you know the the problem is you don't really get better until you play games and when you play you know games in a row two or three or four in a row but uh but now these guys have handled it really really well i i don't think you can handle it any better you know they like each other and they like to come and compete and so practices have, have been pretty competitive does that uh, force you and the coaching staff to be maybe a little more creative on a day-to-day basis with practice just to try to keep it fresh for the guys no question yeah we just don't want it to feel like groundhog day you know and uh you, there's certain things that we want to accomplish but there's different ways we can accomplish those and and so we have been creative we've tried to switch up practices you know i don't want them to come and know we're going to do this first this second this third and so about, you know, once every three days, we'll just switch it up totally. You know, the other day we, we needed to have some fun. I, I saw a look on their faces like, is, you know, this is getting a little bit old. So we shot some half-court shots, and I said, uh, we shot five of them. I says, if you make one, you guys get to take something off the practice plan. If you make two, you get to take two things off. If you make all five, we won't practice today. <laughs> and by God, they made one. But uh, so <laughs> you got you to gotta keep them, you know, engaged that way. And then the thing these guys like to do is play five-on-five five live. So we've gone to a little bit more of that and, and letting them get up and down and compete. Uh, playing Southern Utah this weekend, uh, it's a team that's a, a veteran team that we've talked about before. Uh, Fawcett is back. He's uh, their leading scorer right now. John Knight the third is playing well. And Dre Marine, who's got to be in his eighth year there, uh, at least mm-hmm. it just feels that way. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a, a wily group of players up that you'll be up against uh, this weekend. Very, very good basketball team. They knew. I was talking to their coach this summer, Todd, and, and he thought this was his best team since he's been there. And they got all the right pieces right now. And the kid that uh, I just think you, you didn't mention was Tavion Jones, mm-hmm. who's actually yeah. averaging 20 a game. He might be, He might be. I think he might be the most talented, best player in our conference. Mm-hmm. He's 6'7", he transferred from Illinois, and he can do it all. Uh, they're saying he could be a future pro. and. But they got these all these guys back, and they've been playing together for a couple of years now, and they're and they're good, and and they've gotten to play games. You mm-hmm. know, they've been they've had two good weekends back to back, and they're playing with good rhythm. They're playing really well right now, and it's going to be a big big challenge for us. You know, we're we're going to go in there and we're going to compete like crazy, and and hopefully play well. But it should be it should be a really good basketball game. But they they got a really good team and do some really good things. And these are a group of kids. The seniors that they have are guys that uh, Todd Simon brought in his first group. It is, yeah. He mentioned that to me this summer that they kind of all grew up, you know, and they were kind of shooting to this year to be the year for them, and uh, it's panning out that way because they're, you know, I think they're, I, I you know, I mean, look at the conference standings because I, 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 I don't. They're second at five and one. 
Five and one, yeah, yeah. They're right at the top, and and I predicted them to be in the top two or three this year, and so, and their talent is very good. But uh, but uh, yeah, no, he's he's got a veteran group, and they play really real well together, and they got some explosive scores offensively. They are powerful, and uh, they've got a lot of guys that can hurt you. So we're gonna have to be on top of it defensively to to slow this team down. You were talking earlier a little bit about the uh, team and uh, the players having some fun, uh, some fun this weekend. It was. You know, usually uh, on, a, on a lob for a dunk, it's K.J. Cunningham on the passing side. This time he was on the receiving end on Saturday, and then yeah. he had the spectacular feed uh, uh, for the Zaheer Porter uh, circus shot on Sunday. Yeah, yeah that was kind of fun. It's the first time I'd seen that from K.J. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I know he can get up. He's, he's an athletic, explosive kid, but that was kind of fun to see. And then, uh, yeah, he got one to Z the, uh, the other night when uh, – he was running to the rim so you got you know and i tell these kids all the time too you let's let's go out and have some fun Mm -hmm. you know i can be i can be a little bit of a taskmaster you know and i'm i'm wound a little bit tight in practice you know and i got to remind myself to make sure i let these guys know we're going to go have some fun and i've been telling that before every game we play by the way i haven't played very many but after christmas i've been telling them you know we're going to go play hard and tough and together like we do at weaver but we need to go enjoy it. Enjoy each other. You know, lose yourself in the competition, and, and let's have some fun doing it. And along those lines, uh, both on the, when KJ had the dunk on Saturday and uh, Zaheer on Sunday and some of the other plays that took place, it was fun to watch the bench and their reaction as a group rooting for their teammates. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said, this is a very close group. They really get, get along really well, which was it's a little amazing because we have nine new guys this year, mm-hmm. but they've – they're all the same kid they're all extremely high character great kids i love them all to death they're fun to coach they like each other they have fun they're mature and they enjoy each other they like to have some fun and when we we get into practice they compete they're going to talk some smack Mm -hmm. to each other and i'm good with all that let's go let's go compete and uh and they do they get excited for their teammates when something good happens so we've got pretty good synergy that way before I let you go, I've got to ask you, uh, what can you tell me about uh, the kid that we're going to have on uh, next? Your senior, uh, Michael Kozak, who just became the 31st player in school history to pass 500 rebounds in his career. He's, he's done it all as a starter and as a uh, guy coming off the bench. Yeah, I love Michael. You know, he's just, he comes to work every day. He just busts his butt, you know. He's been with us four years now, and you don't hear a word from him. He just goes about his business every day, and and he's been really productive for us, and he's had to change his roles a couple times in our program, you know. He started every game last year, and this year we recruited some different guys, and I asked him to come off the bench, and he didn't even blink an eye. You know, he's a team guy. All he cares about is winning. He's great with his teammates. His teammates love him, and he's just a great person, incredibly good person, and a great student, and uh, I'm just I'm just really he's, uh, happy that he came to us. I'm just I'm really happy that I got a chance to coach him for four years. And uh, to get 500 rebounds is good. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. And he's played, you know, a whole bunch of games. He's going to end up playing, you know, be towards the top of the list in total games played. You know, he never gets hurt. <laughs> he's a pretty durable guy. All right. Appreciate you stopping by. And hopefully all goes well with the test tomorrow. We'll have some basketball this weekend. Sounds good. We're going to keep our fingers crossed. I appreciate it, Steve. All right. Thanks. Thanks. That's head coach Randy Ray. We'll be back with more of the Far Better Sports Show live from the downtown Fars at 21st and Grant here in Ogden right after this on 103.1 The Wave. And welcome back to a far better sports show live from the downtown Fars Better Ice Cream, corner of 21st Street and Grand Avenue. Come down and have a scoop or two. And 
Listen in on some Weber State Athletic Talk. Joining us right now, the newest member of the 500 Rebound Club in Weber State basketball history, Michael Kozak. First of all, Michael, thanks for joining us here at FARS, and uh, congratulations on uh, joining that club. It's not, not easy pulling down 500 rebounds. Yeah, it's been a long journey. First mm-hmm. of all, thanks for having me here. Uh, <coughs> 500 rebounds, it's... You want to think about it, it's a lot of rebounds, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't even know before the game that I was even close to the, close to the line. But it, it definitely feels great to have that. Yeah, thank, thanks to all those guys uh, along the way that uh, missed shots. So you <laughs> 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 Got to clean the boards, right? <laughs> That's right, exactly, exactly. Uh, before we touch on this season, uh, for those fans that might not know, tell us about uh, your journey to Weber State. You're from uh, the Czech Republic. Uh, did some high schooling uh, in the United States before joining Weber State. How did step one uh, to step two to step three? Yeah, so it all began in high school when I had that vision of playing in the NCAA for a college basketball team, uh, which led to me actually transferring to another high school, which was still in Czech Republic in Europe, Mm -hmm. because uh, I didn't really see much chance and opportunity to pursue that dream from the, the high school I started with. So I, I changed the high schools with uh, a coach that has experience from NCAA basketball. He, he used to play for Butler University, and he, has a, he, he knows a lot of coaches, a lot of players that attended either NCAA or NBA. So I went there and spent there about a year and a half or two years with the vision of getting better, developing myself, and just getting the knowledge about what it takes to be on the NCAA level. And finally, my last high school year, uh, I started being recruited by David Merrick and other Weber State coaches, as well as uh, the team from uh, California, mm-hmm. called Poly, but I chose Weber State because uh, it was just what I really wanted to be at, and I just liked the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it's one of those things where uh, uh, the... Uh, you wanted to get better, so the Get Better uh, Get Better Academy uh, is where you played, right? Yeah, Get Better mm-hmm. Academy was the high school. Though. It's like international European academy where mm-hmm. we, we just try to get better for uh, as a players and mm-hmm. get to the NCAA. What's what these four years at Weber State uh, been like? Uh, can you say it again? Yeah, what what have these four years uh, been like? I'm sure they've gone by quickly. Uh, Especially the last two years, like when you come in as a freshman, uh, you don't really, you don't really see the time flying by. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know, first year goes by, second year, third year, and in the third year, you realize you have like a year, year and a half left. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you just, you just notice it every day. And like, I'm not saying that you you value the time here more, but it just makes more sense to like really live in the moment and just enjoy enjoy every time with your teammates whether it's whether it's off the court of the on the court winning or losing just together speaking of which uh, you come back to, to school for your senior year and you've got nine new teammates what was that like uh, getting to uh, that group of individuals to become a team yeah uh, it was really really new experience for me uh, I only experienced something like that in my high school where uh, some of my teammates were changing pretty much every year but mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't nine players, you know, like that's a whole new team. And it wasn't as hard as I thought because we have a really good group of guys. Uh, they're good people and they're really trying to just make 
make the, make the best out of what they have here. So uh, they really pay attention to details. They're uh, they're just working hard here. They're just pushing the goal, and so it kind of all fit together pretty quickly. So it wasn't that bad. And, and it's a really unselfish team. I don't think I've seen this before, at least in my time uh, with Weber State. Uh, I think 60% of all baskets have an assist attached to it. Uh, and with the other night, I think 75% of the baskets had assist to it. That's something that those are numbers that uh, are hard to believe. But you guys are just so unselfish. It's not unusual to see a possession where all five guys touch the ball, which is a little bit different than last year. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it is definitely different than last year. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but it's definitely more fun when the ball is really not sticking, when it's just moving around, and everybody just wants to get the get his teammate a better shot. We just, I don't know, like we have a whole whole offense to make the best out of what we have. We we know we have good shooters, mm -hmm. we have we have the size, we have everything we need now. So we're just trying to use use the shot clock and just make the best out of it. Find whoever is open and then. We, we all know that everybody can knock down shots, so it's easy for us this year. Talking with the Wildcats, Michael Kozak, how hard has it been to have practice after practice after practice in not very many games? Uh, it's been pretty hard, uh, especially after that BYU game we had on the, on the 23rd. Uh, we were kind of looking forward to, the game, to, to those games against Idaho State on the New Year's Eve, but that got canceled. So we were like, okay, let's find a new game. Then uh, we had more problems with COVID quarantines and stuff. Mm -hmm. Then the, another game with Eastern Washington get canceled. And we're just in the phase where we're just practicing for a month, uh, which is good for us because we can prepare much, as much as we can. But also we don't have that live game experience. So we're just combating against each other, which is different because we know each other pretty much. Mm -hmm. So it's been really good to have those games back to back that we had last weekend to just finally be on the court and uh, fight against someone else than each other. From a player standpoint uh, do you like the direction your team's headed? I love it. Uh, we've been getting better the whole year. Uh, every game shows us something that we, we can or we need to work on whether it's on offense maybe moving the ball even more getting even more assists uh, on defense getting rebounds, getting stops uh, just working hard, finishing possessions. So every every game was different for us, but uh, I feel like every game we got better so far, and we're we're continuing to uh, heading that direction. Now, from a player standpoint, which was more spectacular, the Zahir Porter alley oop dunk or KJ Cunningham being on the receiving end of an alley oop dunk? <laughs> uh, personally, I like the KJ's dunk more mm -hmm. uh, because it was kind of more surprising because you know Z. Zahir is a really athletic player, mm -hmm. and you can see him on, on a lot of highlights. KJ is really athletic too, but people just don't, maybe people don't even notice it, notice it that much because he hasn't had uh, much of a chance to show it. But uh, for me, it was the KJ's dunk. Mm -hmm. Zahir's dunk was also impressive because it was kind of, it didn't really look like it's going to end the way it did, mm -hmm. and it ended up as alley, alley of dunk, but it was. I mean, both are impressive. They're, they're both good plays. Now, talk about uh, your team. Uh, who's the funniest guy on the team? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. We have uh, really plenty of funny guys in the locker room. Uh, personally, I would probably go with uh, Isaiah, mm -hmm. Isaiah Brown. Uh, I also need to mention Dylan Jones, the freshman. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's just so funny. He comes in with so much confidence as a freshman, which, from my experience, I came here as a freshman, and many times I was nervous. I I wasn't really sure what to do, especially coming from Europe. But he just comes in every day, like he would be playing already in college basketball for like ten years. So, uh, it's just funny how he acts around everybody and just joking around. Yeah, but also uh, I have to I have to point out that all these guys that are joking around, they know when when we have to be serious, when we have to log, uh, log in and actually get better. Finally, uh, obviously, there's still a lot to be written as far as your career is concerned. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to finish off this season the next uh, three months. But as you look back, what's the, the, the biggest memory you'll bring back uh, uh, to wherever you're headed next uh, from Weber State? Uh, can you either on the, either on the floor or off the floor? What what best what experience I have had so far? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was asked that question before, and I'm probably gonna answer the same. Uh, it was the game again at home, mm -hmm. which I I just <laughs> keep looking up onto because it was just a great game, a huge game, uh, packed arena, everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, not that I remember, but it was 113 to 103. <laughs> it was a really high-scoring game. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> I got to point out that coaches didn't really like that. Because <laughs> they were happy with the win, but, but yeah, we didn't enjoy the class, uh, the next couple of practices after that game. <laughs> it was pretty much defensive for the I got a feeling both teams' players didn't like their practices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. Uh, Michael, it's been a pleasure uh, watching you play. Hopefully uh, some great games uh, ahead over these last uh, few weeks for you, but uh, continued success, uh, and uh, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, that's my Michael Kozak. Uh, we have Jeremiah Larson, the head volleyball coach, coming up next as we move along on the Far Better Sports Show here on 103.1 The Wave. And welcome back to our final segment of the Far Better Sports Show, broadcasting live for the downtown Far's Better Ice Cream, 21st Street in Granton, downtown Ogden. Still plenty of time to come on down and enjoy a scoop or two or even the whole kitchen sink. That's only 20 scoops of ice cream, hot fudge, caramel, strawberries, whipped cream, nuts, cherries, and two cones right up the alley of our next guest, Jeremiah Larson, the head volleyball coach at Weber State. And uh, Coach, yeah, kitchen sink, half a kitchen sink? Uh, not even a quarter, I think. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't even handle that. What is your uh, favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, you know, give me peanut butter and chocolate, and I'm a happy man. Are you? Yeah, that's my go-to. So. Well, that, that's better than Coach Ray. Coach oh. Ray is vanilla. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, uh, after uh, over a year without uh, a match, uh, you finally get to knock on wood, uh, play this Friday and Saturday against Eastern Washington. I would have to think everybody's uh, chomping at the bit. Yeah, our players, I mean, to be here in August and maybe hope that the season was going to happen in the fall and and to be shut down, but yet we kept on going. We kept on practicing. Our kids wanted to be in the gym. Um, so, yeah, it's been a while, and they've been wanting to play someone besides themselves. So there'll be some good emotions, I think, going on in that match. I think they're going to come play hard. Hopefully we play with a, a lot of intent and purpose and, and be able to have a, have a good night, see yeah. if we're any good. Do you have to be concerned about them being too juiced? Um, yeah, you know, I think there's always that fine line between being emotional and, and playing emotionally, you know, and so... I think we want to have a lot of purpose in what we do, but, you know, we have a, some pretty veteran kids, and I think they're going to – they've been here before. They know, what, they know what it takes to be successful, so hopefully that will calm down some of the newer – the new kids that are probably a little more amped than everybody else. Now, normally in a situation like this, uh, you have a non-conference schedule to build up to Big Sky play, but you get thrown into the hot water right away this Friday. Yeah. I mean, Eastern Washington, they're – 
they've been slowly trying to rebuild that program and coach Flores Cloud out there is doing a nice job getting good volleyball players so they're young and they're going to play hard against us and and for sure they're not going to overlook us you know we we were pretty good last year and we we were picked pretty high in our, our coaches polls so they're going to come after us with everything we got and we don't know what's coming after us so so we're just going to have to take care of our business and hopefully adjust as the match progresses. Yeah, picked a second in the preseason poll. It's going to be a little bit different being the hunted instead of the hunter. Yeah, for my first four years, we were the hunter, you know. And now to, it's a nice recognition to to see where where our program has come and where we started and, and to see that we have respect in the league is a big deal for us. But it doesn't mean anything unless we go out there and, and take care of business. You know, along those lines uh, with... Uh, having to practice and practice and practice and not getting any uh, matches against opponents. How important has the senior leadership been from uh, Rylan Adams, uh, 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 Sam Sheese, and Ashlyn Power? It's been huge. I mean, they were at my house when they shut down our season in the fall, and and some of the kids were pretty upset, but they were like, this is perfect. This is an awesome opportunity for us to get better so we can be ready in the spring. When we do get on the court again, we'll be ready. They set a really nice tone of of um, accountability and leadership and respect and, and service. And so, like, I think I think it's been huge for us to help the younger kids and learn what it's like to play Weber State Volleyball and, and to play at a high level and, and, and expect to be good every single year. You ended the 2019 season on such a roll at the end of the conference, uh, making it to the conference championship, playing in a postseason tournament, and... Uh, coming away with a couple of impressive wins. Normally, you play again in the fall. There's a chance to use that and build momentum into the next season. Can you still do that with such a wide gap? Um, that's going to be the challenge. I don't know. Um, I'd like to think so. I think everybody's in the same boat, though. So it's not like everybody else has been playing and we haven't. And so I'd like to think that because of our leadership and the level of intensity and focus that we play every day in practice, I mean, we have some kids that are really good in our gym and so when we compete and practice we're we're going at it just as hard as anything we've ever seen in the conference tell me about what it's taken to change the culture of the volleyball because when you took over obviously things weren't going all that well and uh, i've seen you with quotes saying that you had people tell you why are you taking that job you, you don't you can't win there well you can win there yeah you know it's been it's been an ordeal i mean mm -hmm. it's not it hasn't been easy for sure but Finding the right players with the right character has been a big deal. Rylan Adams was the first commitment I ever got, and all she's ever done here is win. I mean, she went on a mission, and that was her, the one losing season since she's committed that we've had. And, and even then, we made it to the conference tournament there. And so, I mean, Rylan and Ash and, and, and Sam, they've just been a wonderful culture people that have set standards for the younger kids and made them better. And, and without them, we couldn't be where we're at. I and mean, even the graduating class that just left, I mean, a lot of those kids were four-year starters for us. So it started with the players. I always say every single day that they're the magic. They're the things that makes this thing roll. And I just, I just give them some parameters to live by. And they're just wonderful character people. They understand their principles and their priorities. And without them, we can't get where we need to be. I'm not trying to disrespect the other players, but how important has it been now that uh, two years in a row, I think it is now, you have uh, only the players that you've recruited? Yeah, you know, I think because it's been good for us, sure. I mean, there's been, there were some kids that were left over from Coach Peterson that were really, I mean, I don't want to disrespect Anna Amanda Varley or Megan Thompson and all those kids. Um, but to be able to be in a culture, a steady culture for four years, 
has been a huge or huge deal for some of these kids to know what the expectations are and to know what it means to be a Weber State Wildcat. I mean, it only enhances our ability on the court. Um, they were they were some of the people that were trying to build it, but they were, I mean, they were on an uphill battle a little bit. So, I mean, it's always easier to take over from someone who's laid a foundation, and that's what these kids have done. I was really impressed today. I saw your tweet of your whiteboard, passion oh. to practice, and the players have to, to write something underneath the, the word passion, and every single message had to deal with team and not yeah. themselves. Yeah, it was purpose. Yeah, our, the purpose to our practice. We did that um, the other day and said, hey, like, what's the purpose? Why are we here? Go write down why you're here. And it, I, I didn't see it until the end of practice, and I looked on the back and I mean, all of them were about their teammates and being better for their teammates and getting better for their teammates. And I think that's the culture that Rylan and, and Amanda and Jesse Hover and all these kids that, it, that were here when I took over and my recruits that I, I originally committed have just kind of kept on going is that we're here as a family. We're going to support each other as good teammates so that we can all win, not just it's not about me, it's about we kind of stuff. And you're winning off the floor as well as on the floor. Correct me if I'm wrong, seven players with 4.0s? Yeah, something like a 3.74 GPA. Yeah. I mean, they're way smarter than me. I don't know if I ever got a 4.0 <laughs> in my life. But, but they are amazing in the classroom, in the gym. Like, I go to the practice every day and just I love being there. I love being with those, those women and, and the type of people they are. I should tell people that uh, not to brag, but I was a 4.0 student in high school as well. 1.0 is a freshman, 1.0 is a sophomore, 1.0 is a junior, 1.0 is a senior, and by my math, that's 4.0. That's, that's 4.0. I like that. I like that math. Yeah. I'm really surprised, though, that you're able to maintain this kind of success bringing in a guy like Adrian Leiser as an assistant coach. <laughs> now, Ad I, let me clarify that. Adrian and I worked at uh, uh, the 1280 The Zone for many years. He, many for many nights, uh, had to be my producer back in studio on the Salt Lake Bees game, so yeah. we go back a while. He's a good dude, and for sure, if my, co if my assistant coaches and my players can offset my poor, pers my poor personality and my poor <laughs> characteristics, Adrian's not going to leave a dent. He's doing a great job for us. How different of a home court advantage or will it, is it gone because uh, you can't have fans this weekend? Yeah, I mean, Swenson Gym is, if you've never been there, is a completely electric place for volleyball. I mean, when we get eight, 900 people in that little place, it's, it's loud and obnoxious. It's not a place people want to go and compete in. And so, yeah, it's going to hurt us a little bit, but um, it might help, might help us at other places. It's going to be a little quiet in, the, in those arenas. Yeah, it, uh, I apologize the fact that... Uh, uh, it wasn't until last uh, the fall of 2019 that I got to my first match, but I was uh, I was very impressed with the electricity. Yeah, it's an electric environment. Those girls are incredibly mm -hmm. athletic. The amount of kids that we have that can touch 10 feet in the air is, I mean, is pretty astonishing. And so, it's something you can't catch on TV is seeing the athleticism that these kids have. It's pretty impressive. I was going to say if uh, you know obviously because fans can't be there. Uh, the game will be on Pluto TV. Our buddy Brandon Garside uh, on the, on the call. So, uh, uh, if you, you, since you can't get there in person, I would certainly uh, get a chance to if you get a chance to, to tune in on Pluto and watch this team play for sure. And Brandon does a great job. He's one of mm -hmm. the best in in the, for sure for volleyball in the Big Sky. Like I've watched some of the other broadcasts, and he does a great job. He understands the game and does a good job for us. Uh, that's uh, that, that's half of the half the job is understanding what you're talking about. <laughs> and they bring in some people in there to help him out every <laughs> once in a while too. <laughs> uh, again, uh, Eastern Washington uh, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, uh, 
as I mentioned earlier, you were picked second, uh, Northern Colorado picked number one. Yeah, yeah, Northern Colorado's good. I mean, they didn't lose a lot from who we played last year, and I think they picked up a couple transfers. So they're going to be tough, but, I mean, that's one thing about us is we never give up a fight, and so we're going to fight for all we've got and see where, where it all lands for us. I've heard the talk, and we only have a couple of minutes left right now just to wrap things up. Uh, uh, with the success you've had uh, uh, over the last couple of years in particular and the success in basketball, success in, uh, in, in football and other sports, uh, is it contagious amongst the athletic department? Oh, sure. Like when I first got in here, the first people I talked to was Mary Kay Amicone, Jay Hill, and Randy Ray. Those are legends in our athletic department. And, I mean, for me, if I could just be a portion of what they do, in, in the gym and how and the type of people they bring into our in their programs I figured I could be a success and so we just try to copy what they do and try to do the best we can uh, I, I know that everybody's excited about uh, uh, the season after a layoff of over a year wish you guys nothing but the the best and uh, good luck on Friday and Saturday for the season opener appreciate it thanks for your, thanks for having me all right that's uh, volleyball head coach Jeremiah Larson we're just about out of time here I want to thank the uh, hospitality the folks here at Far's Better Ice Cream 21st Street and Grant Avenue here in downtown Ogden our next Far Better Sports Show here will come on February 23rd, the third Tuesday of the month of February. So we hope that uh, you can circle that on your calendar and uh, join us. Don't forget, too, to join us for men's basketball Thursday, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off when the Wildcats take on Southern Utah and then uh, match up against the T-Birds down in Cedar City beginning at 12 noon on Saturday. Thanks to Matt Hamlin back in our studios. Thanks to the uh, tech group here at 103.1 The Wave and our thanks to you for listening. I'm Steve Klauke saying good night and so long from downtown Ogden.